We already learned that Midirabonon, if a item that is either a Rishin Latuma or a Shani Latuma, which means it's either one or two levels below the level of a source of impurity, an Avhatuma, if that touches a liquid, then Midirabonon, the liquid becomes Tome on the level of a Rishin Latuma. The truth is, this only applies to seven particular liquids, like water, milk, honey, oil. And this is a rabbinic stringency that applies specifically to the liquid form of these items. If it is solid, then it would not apply. The Mishnah talks about Horotev gravy, which is primarily made up of water, and that's why as long as it's in its liquid form, it would the, the this rabbinic stringency would apply. Vagrisim or cooked beans, the sauce or the broth that is in that dish. Since, once again, that is primarily made up of water, it would be able to become tome, and this rabbinic stringency would apply. And thirdly, the cholov, milk, bizmanshein mashketuifeach, as long as they are in their liquid form, and they are liquidy enough, that they are able to make something else wet, to the extent that the other item that becomes wet is able to make something else wet as well, that's the degree to which it must be wet, then hareilu techilah, these would all be considered a Rishon Latuma, Midrabanon, if they touch anything which is Tome, either as a Rishon or a Shain Latuma. These liquids would become Tome on the level of a Rishon Latuma. Korshu, if they congealed and solidified, then Harilu Shaniyim, they would go from being a Rishon Latuma into a Shaini Latuma. It's now considered to be in a totally different form, it's a solid. It's almost as if it's a different item, and therefore it loses its previous impurity that it had. It's got a totally different status now, it's not a liquid, it's a solid. That having been said, the entire item doesn't change in one go from being liquid to solid. And because of that, there's always going to be that last drop which is still in the liquid form, and is therefore considered to be a Rishon Latuma, and that will in turn make the solid part of it Tomei on the level of a Shani Latuma, because solid food is able to become Tomei from a Rishon Latuma, so in its, in its solid form it would be considered to be a Shani Latuma. What happens if Chazru Vinimoichu, and then went and was dissolved again, it turned back into a liquid, Kabeitza Mechuvan, if it was exactly the size of an egg, which is the minimum size that is needed to transfer its impurity onwards to something else. So then, even though it does turn to a liquid slowly, so the solid liquid that is a shainla tumor is going to be touching the liquid part of it, so it should make it tome. The Mishnah says that tohar, the liquid, will be pure because the solid was not large enough to transfer its impurity onwards. Because as soon as any of it turned into a liquid, so now the solid part is smaller than a kabeitza, which means that it's too small to transmit its impurity. Yosemi kabeitza, however, if it is any amount larger than a kabeitza, that means that as soon as just one part of that solidified milk or gravy, whatever it may be, turns into liquid again, so that drop of liquid is touching a solid food that is the size of a kabeitza and is tommy on the level of a shani latuma. So Midrabonon, the liquid part, will become a Rishon Latuma, and now, slowly but surely, the rest of the solid gravy, or whatever it may be, turns into a liquid, and combines with the liquid that is already Tome, and therefore it would all eventually become Tome. Shekevan Sheyotsa Tipper Shaina, because as soon as the first drop comes out of the solid, turns back into a liquid, Nitzmegis Bekabetsa, it becomes Tome from the solid part that is still at least the size of an egg.
Mishnah Beis, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir says, Hashemen Oilom, liquid is always considered to be a Rishon L'Tumah. That is to say, even when the liquid solidifies and hardens somewhat, because it doesn't become fully a solid, it always has the status of a liquid, and because of that, this rabbinic stringency that states that any of these liquids that touch something that is Tome, the liquid becomes on the level of a Rishon L'Tumah, that will always apply to the oil, regardless of its current state. The Chachom say, The same applies to honey. Rabbi Shimon Shazuri says, Even wine, the same applies to, and they understand that the degree to which these become solidified is not a sufficient degree for it to be considered a solid. Now, when talking about the oil that is inside of an olive, there are two considerations that need to be taken into account. The first is the relationship between the olive itself and the oil that that is stored inside of it, and whether we consider the oil to be a part of the olive or not. And the truth is, it really depends. As far as the olive itself is concerned, the oil does combine with it. If we're talking about the minimum size the olive needs to be, for example, it needs to be the size of a kibetza in order to transmit its impurity onwards to other items that touch it. So for that, the oil that is stored inside of the olive will combine to make up that minimum size. However, as far if we're looking at the oil itself and laws that apply specifically to the oil, then we actually look at the oil as being a separate entity from the olive, as if it's something else that happens to be stored currently inside of the olive. The second consideration is the status of the oil itself, and as long as the oil is inside of the olive, it does not have the status of a liquid. Only once the olive leaves the only once the oil leaves the olive does it halachically speaking become a liquid. Because of that, the Mishnah says Vagushal Zesim, a clump of lots of olives that became Tome. A source of impurity touched them, and they're on the level of a Rishon L'Tumar, Shenofal Tanor, and this clump of olives fell into the inside of an earthenware oven, V'Husak, and the oven was fired up. Which means that sooner or later, some of the oil is going to come out of the olives. Because this oven is made of earthenware, if there's a source of impurity inside of the oven, even if it doesn't touch the oven itself, that is enough to make the oven Tomei. Now, as long as the oil is inside of the olive still, so it's considered to be a solid, just like the oil itself, and the oven is not able to become tomei from another solid item. The olives are on the level of a rishon l'tumah, and a object like an oven can only become tomei if it has contact with an av hatumah. That having been said, midra bonon, if a tomei liquid, which is on the level of a rishon l'tumah, touches a utensil, like an oven, then it will make it Tome Midrabonon. And so once the oil leaves the olives, then there is a chance, if the olive, if the oil were to be considered Tome, it would make the oven Tome as well. So the Mishnah says, Kabeza Mechuvan, if the clump of olives altogether is exactly the size of a Kabeza, exactly the size of an egg, and like we learnt, that includes the oil that is inside of it, that combines to make up that minimum measure, and if altogether that is exactly the size of a kibetza and no more, then as soon as a drop of the oil leaves the clump of olives, that means that the solid part that remains is now smaller than a kibetza. If it's smaller than a kibetza, it's not able to transfer its impurity onwards to anything else. 
which means that as soon as the olive, the, the oil leaves the olive, and now it's considered to be a liquid, it's its own entity, and it should really become tome because it's touching the solid, the clump of olives that still remains as a solid. However, that's too small to make the liquid tome, and the liquid therefore remains pure. It never became tome while it was inside of the olives, because like we mentioned before, as if, we're, if we're talking about the oil itself, we view it as being its own entity, not part of the olives. So only once the liquid, the, the oil leaves the olive, is it able to become tome, and at that point, the olives are already too small to make the liquid tome, and therefore tohar, the oven will remain pure. However, if the clump of olives was larger than a kabeitza, even a tiny amount larger than the size of an olive, tome, then the oven will become tome. As the Mishnah explains, Shekir and Shiyotsas Tipar because as soon as the first drop of oil leaves the clump of olives, Nitmes it becomes tome by having contact with the clump of olives that are at least the size of an egg. All of this having been said, the Mishnah ends off, Mahu Purudin, if the olives were separate from each other, it wasn't one clump that were all stuck together. Then, each of them is considered to be a unit in and of itself. Afulahin sa'ah, even if there is a large amount, a sa'ah, of these olives, since each one of them is smaller than a kabeitza, so each one of them is not able to transfer its impurity onwards to the oil, even if it is touching it, and therefore tahar, the oil, and by extension the oven, will remain pure. Mishnah Gimel, Tmei Mace, a person who became Tommy from a dead body, and therefore he is on the level of an Av HaTumah himself, Shesochat Zesim V'Anovim, and he squeezed olives or grapes, and he managed to not touch the liquid, the oil or the juice of the grapes at all. He only touched them themselves. So it's true that he makes the olives and the grapes themselves into a Rishon L'Tumah, but each of those is smaller than a kibetza, smaller than the size of an egg, and therefore they're not able to make the oil or the wine that is coming out of the olives or grapes tome. Only if the person himself touches the liquid will they become tome, and he didn't touch them, and therefore the Mishnah says, kibetza even if the olives or grapes are up to the size of a kibetza, or exactly the size of a kibetza, the size of an egg, tohar, the oil or the wine will remain pure, as long as the person himself does not touch the liquid, the, the olives in the place of the liquid at all. If they are larger than the size of an egg, then tome, the liquid that comes out of them will become tome, because as soon as the first drop comes out of them, nitmes, it becomes tome by having contact with something that is tome and is at least the size of an egg. Now, if the person who was squeezing the olives or the grapes was a zov or a zova, that's a particular type of impurity that a person can have as a result of certain substances exiting their body, and although they are also on the same level of impurity as somebody who became tome from a dead body, they're also tome as an avhatuma, their impurity is more severe, or at least it's easier for it to be transferred, because even if they don't touch the item, but they carry it, that is enough to make it tome, and therefore, even if they squeezed just a single grape or a single olive, they will make the liquid that comes out of it tome, because as soon as the first drop comes out of them, it becomes tome by being carried by the zov or zova. It's irrelevant that the zov or zova is not touching it, 
And we also don't care about the fact that the olive or the grape is too small to make it tomé, because the Zov himself, by the very fact that he's carrying the drop of oil or wine, that is enough to make it tomé. On a similar note, Zov if a Zov milks a goat and he holds on to the udder of the goat, the milk becomes tomé because as soon as the first drop comes out and he's holding on to the udder and of course the liquid usually stays for a few seconds at least on the udder before dropping downwards into the bucket or whatever is there underneath to catch the milk. And since he's holding on to the udder and he causes it to move, nitmes bamasa, those drops of milk will become tome by being carried or moved by the zov, and then any liquid that combines with it in the bucket underneath will be tome equally. Mishnah Dalet, kabeitza oichlin, food that is tome and is at least the size of a kabeitza, the size of an egg, shenichon bachama, and somebody placed the food in the sun, vinismatu, and it became smaller, it shrank. The chain and similarly other items that have a minimum size, for example, kazayas menames, if there is a piece of a dead body that is the size of an olive, that's the minimum size amount of a dead body that is required to make something tome. Kazayas menanavela, or a dead animal that is also a source of impurity if it's the size of an olive, chadosh menasheretz, or a sheretz, one of the eight animals that the Torah lists as being more severe um, sources of impurity when they are dead. Their minimum size is the size of a lentil. Kazai's pigle, if there is the size of an olive of pigle, which is a carbon that has become invalidated based on certain intentions that the koyen who was performing the service of that carbon had. If whilst he was performing the service of the carbon, he had the intention to eat the meat after the time limit that is given for that carbon or to perform a different part of the service beyond its time limit, that is an intention that would invalidate the carbon, and it's forbidden to eat the meat of that carbon that is known as pigle, because it's nisar, a size of an olive of nisar, which is a valid carbon whose meat was simply left over beyond the time limit that is given for eating it, because it's chilev, or forbidden fats that cannot be eaten if there is a size of an olive of them, if they were placed in the sun and they shrank to be smaller than the minimum size, they are all pure, although in general they are sources of impurity, they will be pure once they are too small. The fact that once they were large enough, if currently they are too small, so they are currently not sources of impurity. Of course, they themselves remain tome, but if a different item touches them while they are this size, that item will not become tome. And with regards to the last few items that were mentioned, that are things that are forbidden to be eaten, the if somebody eats the pigle, the nosar, or if there is a if there is meat of a carbon that became tome, here the Mishnah adds another example. Either way, these invalidated carbonis, it is forbidden to eat them, and if somebody eats the size of an olive of them, then they are liable to punishments that the Torah prescribes, be it as it may, they would not be liable to those punishments if they eat less than a kazais, even if once upon a time those same pieces were larger. What happens if he placed those very same pieces in the rain or the cold and they swelled up, they became larger, and now they are the minimum size. Tameim, they once again become sources of impurity. They can now transfer their impurity onwards to other items. And one would be liable to the punishments that are given if he ate the pigle nosar or the fats that are forbidden to be eaten or the carbon that became tome. Because since originally and currently they are the minimum size, 
that is sufficient, and it's relevant that in the middle they were smaller.